You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, episode 127. You know, as we wrapped up our training this past weekend, one of the participants approached me and said, I just feel as though I've cheated my team this whole time because I haven't had these skills. I haven't had these tools. I haven't been using coaching as a leadership style. So we talked about how exciting it is for him to return to work and to return to his team with a toolbox full of different ideas used to empower, to explore, and to expand his leadership possibilities. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, star coaches. It's fabulous to have you here. I hope all is well with each one of you as you join us this week. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and I am going to visit with you myself this week. If you are a frequent listener to the show, you know that the majority of the time I am interviewing an expert in our space, somebody who has a perspective to share with you. However, I also have different perspectives that I like to just spend time one-on-one with you as well. And that's what we're going to do this week. I just came off of my second full weekend this month of teaching coaching as a leadership style to healthcare leaders. And every time I teach these intensive weekends, it emphasizes for me how much the process of coaching can bring to organizations, not just through coaches coaching, But when we can help the actual leaders and people within the organization to explore coaching beliefs and techniques and encourage them to explore the way that they lead others and what these coaching principles can do for that. Now, I not only teach that in these formal courses that I teach with leaders who are actually going through a master's program, and this is part of their master's program. But I also have the opportunity by being invited into organizations to share these concepts with their leaders, not to teach their leaders to be certified coaches the way that I do in the coach programs that I teach, but to actually help us all understand what we can do to increase the awareness of the impact of the coaching process and what impact it has on effective communication, relationships, and leadership. What opportunities might we all have to share the power of coaching principles with our clients to help them express themselves more effectively, to listen more attentively, to create a better understanding of all that's going on around them. So today I decided that I wanted to focus on five of the most common reactions that I seem to receive from leaders as they're in that place of exploring what coaching principles can do for them, for their teams, for their organizations, 
and then challenge you to consider what can exploring coaching principles do to impact your clients. Whether you do that directly, whether you do that through role modeling, it's just such a rich concept to that I just wanted to put that sort of in front of you today and have us do a little dive into it. Plus, I'm kind of coming off that high of, you know, being able to impact others with the idea behind coaching. Now, it's something that we do all the time. If you're listening to the show, maybe you're coaching a lot, maybe you're not, yet there are these principles that just come into wonder, right? If we just wonder what these principles might open up. So the very first principle that I notice consistently as creating some possibility of wonder is when I introduce the concept of being curious versus knowing. Now, usually it's met with a little bit of skepticism at first, because in general, I think a belief is, aren't we rewarded for having the answers, for teaching others, for mentoring others, for advising, for solving? And often I hear with the leaders that I'm working with, well, people come to me for the answers. People want the answers from me. My advice is sought after. And I acknowledge that that's probably very true. I also wonder, how can you stay curious to a place of beginning to explore how words have different meanings to different people? That each of us have had our own experiences, our own beliefs, customs, so the lens that we view the world with can be very different. And if we don't take time to explore with curiosity... How likely are we to fall into assuming that we know what that other person wants or what that other person is talking about? Yet, in fact, if we slow down to ask just a few more questions about what does more confidence mean to you? When you're being a better listener, what specifically are you experiencing? What is your vision of executive presence? What is your vision of being better in this particular role? So this sort of invites that concept of what and how questions to the leaders and encourages them to let go of why questions, which can potentially trigger a need to justify or defend or those can you, have you, do you questions that actually lead the other person down the path that we've created for them, rather than exploring what options are available for that other person. So this first concept is so foundational to the partnership of coaching and resonates with these leaders that I'm teaching even though we acknowledge that asking those open-ended curious questions can feel awkward at first and maybe even cumbersome, yet they provide the encouragement needed to explore with the other person. And we encourage ongoing practicing. Nobody gets things perfect at first. We don't as coaches. We don't as coaches or leaders using coaching as a leadership style. 
yet it is something that is available and offers so much opportunity for exploration. Now, before I ever started teaching coaching as a leadership style, many years ago, I worked with a young leader who was on the path for advancement, but she was stalled by her own communication style. She was smart, talented, and opinionated. So that impacted the way that she communicated with her colleagues. She operated from a place of knowing, knowing better than others, knowing the best way to do things, knowing what needed to be done, whether she was talking to a direct report, a peer, or even a superior. And that knowing was a barrier to her success. Not because she was smart and driven, but because she didn't allow for the exploration of what others brought to the table. So of all the things that we worked on together over her six-month engagement, the thing that landed on her the best and that ultimately created continued success for her as she moved up in the organization was the concept of curiosity, of waiting, asking, exploring and letting go of having to know. About six months after our coaching ended, I received a package at my office, and when I opened it up, I saw that it was from this client and that she had sent me a coffee mug that said, stay curious, just big and bold, stay curious. I loved it. It was a concept that had served her well and continues to serve her well as we touch base about her continued success within the organization. So the first principle that lands well, even though it's a challenge, is that principle of curiosity. The second principle that seems to resonate with learners is the concept of partnership, of trust, rapport, and respect. When we consider that in order to really partner with someone, to find their own solution, sort of foundationally to that, we have to believe that they have the ability to tap into their own creativity, wholeness, and resourcefulness. So this involves staying out of the role of expert and believing that there is only one right answer and to, in fact, get to that place of wondering what other possibilities might exist that are within the other person. And this can be a real challenge for leaders to release the need to know the right answer, to stay in a place of partnership, even though there is that power differential in the relationship, and to be in a place of not defending a particular answer or being superior, but in fact, really exploring, thinking, testing, problem solving together, to let go of, I have to know, to be instead in that place of what could I miss by not staying curious a little bit longer. I often say to any leader that I work with around the concept of coaching, what could you gain by just staying curious a little bit longer? even two questions longer than launching into the solution. You know, coaching isn't about being coy. It's not about withholding answers. If there is a specific answer that that person doesn't know, if it's a policy question, an organizational expectation, a managerial directive, it's not, let me see 
ask 20 questions to see if this person can come up with this one right answer. No, it has to do with when exploration of possibility is there, of what the other person could try versus, no, there's one specific answer. If there's one specific answer, give the person the one specific answer. But if it really comes to a place of there being room to explore and come up with self-determined, self-directed change that ultimately will help this person learn and grow and develop, then what does letting go of assumption and belief that you have the only right answer, what does that open up as we explore options with the other person? So as I explore with leaders the process of coaching, we as coaches have seen again and again clients come up with their own solutions that are far better than any solution that we could suggest. It is absolutely exhilarating to see leaders as they practice this and put it into place have that same experience when they truly release the need to solve and become a partner in exploration to see that, oh my gosh, this other person had a better answer that will work better for them than anything I could have supplied for them. That is absolutely empowering, exhilarating, and sort of confirming or affirming of the whole process. So that leads to the third realization that comes out of using coaching as a leadership style every single time that I teach it. The relief that comes over the person when they realize that they don't always have to have the answer. And in fact, not having the answer could be the better solution. When this really lands on the leader, it's like a weight has been lifted. Not only that they don't have to have that responsibility of having the best answer, but that we're giving them tools to collaborate and explore for the answer that's right for the person that they're talking to. I don't know how many times I've heard, oh my gosh, I don't have to have the answer. In fact, we might come up with a better answer collaborating and exploring. It just is sort of like, you know, the the clouds part and the sun shines and the angels sing. Now, sometimes it is a bit of a double-edged sword because part of having the answer can feel like part of the leader's identity, part of their own value proposition. So it takes working with them to shift to a different perspective to consider that the value that they bring as a leader can be to help the other person find a solution that might even be different than the solution that they would originally go with. The experience that the leaders go through on their journey toward adopting more wonder into their leadership style brings us to the fourth concept that really resonates with this learning audience. And that's the concept that ambivalence is part and a natural part of change. So yes, we can stay curious. We can be in that place of partnership and trust and rapport and respect. We can also realize that the other person may have a better solution to the problem than we ever could have. 
But we also really need to understand the concept that when we move towards change, ambivalence can be a natural part of that. So that A, we're not completely throwing our hands up as a leader if there is some hiccups along the path, but also that we give tools to the leader to understand readiness for change so that we can understand that part of that readiness for change is exploring how much does this person even recognize that there's an issue? How important is this issue to the person that the leader is working with? And many times, most importantly, what's their level of their belief in their self-confidence to be able to make a change? And when we understand that those elements are there and that we can, in fact, ask questions and explore and link to resources such as past experiences that can help raise that person's belief in their ability to make a change, that as a leader, we can then partner with this person to move towards a resolution that works well for them. And then finally, One of the other tools that helps with ambivalence and ends up being the fifth principle that lands so well on these leaders that are learning coaching is that we all learn through experimenting. And that if we get in that place of curiosity about what can be tried, what can we learn from the results of experimenting versus determining that we have to do something that is going to be perfect right out of the gate? And that when we experiment, we learn regardless of what those results bring. And how can we apply that learning to the next steps, to what can be experimented with the next time? Helping All of us understand that the path to success is not a straight line, but in fact, a series of learning and course correcting and then experimenting again. This gives permission to be on that path to learning with the people we work with as a leader. You know, as we wrapped up our training this past weekend, one of the participants approached me and said, I just feel as though I've cheated my team this whole time because I haven't had these skills. I haven't had these tools. I haven't been using coaching as a leadership style. So we talked about how exciting it is for him to return to work and to return to his team with a toolbox full of different ideas used to empower, to explore, and to expand his leadership possibilities. I get excited every day with the possibilities that coaching offers And it is so rewarding to see others apply some of those key principles to their interactions with others. You know, we don't all need to become certified coaches to be able to access what coaching offers. But we can apply key principles to our communication, to our mindset, and to the way that we show up for others. So how might you explore the possibility of curiosity and some principles of coaching with your clients? I Welcome your response to these ideas. I encourage you to shoot some ideas onto our Facebook page at Star Coaches on Facebook, to shoot me an email. Let me know what you think and how you explore possibilities with your clients. Now, this coming weekend, I'm going to be at a retreat with 
all of the Texas coaches, well, whoever can come. There are four ICF chapters within the state of Texas, and this year we're doing our second annual retreat out in the hill country of Texas. It's such an uplifting, inspiring time. I'm going to be speaking. I'm going to be learning and growing and connecting with other coaches. I'm so excited for this upcoming weekend. I'm also going to be putting some final touches on my new offering to you, something that's going to inspire, motivate, and help us all to succeed. So stay tuned. I also am super pumped over the shows that I have on the books for you. I have somebody coming up to talk to us about direct communication. Another, we're going to focus on gender equity. We have somebody, a financial coach, that's going to talk to us about financial smarts as a business owner. And so, so, so much more. So tune back in next week for more strategies, tools, and resources for coaches. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a rate and review wherever you listen. Just this past week, I added the show to several more platforms. I want more and more coaches to find us. So if you know of somebody that could benefit from the show, please let them know that we're here. Share the show. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very, very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.